0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: And I wonder whether you even think about spirituality as being outside of the church. Well, our special guest over this coming hour, Dr. Sam Hay, who is renowned as Australia's expert on mega churches. He's a senior lecturer in postgraduate studies at the Christian Heritage College School of Ministries. He's based in Brisbane but loves to talk about the changing spirituality of Australians. It's an opportunity to hear today from someone who knows intimately the changing face of the Australian church and monitors the changing spirituality of ordinary Aussies. So a special welcome along to you, Dr. Sam Hay.
2: Thanks, Neil. It's great to be with you again.
1: Well say as Sam, as we get into a conversation all about spirituality, uh, sometimes people confuse that terminology, and uh, sometimes people uh, think of spirituality and spiritualism. Uh, Those are very different terms. Uh, When we talk about spirituality, sometimes I guess we're talking about Christian spirituality. Then there might be a spirituality from any number of different world religions. And then there's a spirituality outside of all of those religious contexts too, like a secular spirituality. When you talk about spirituality, how do you like to
2: define it? Or how shall we talk about it through this coming conversation? Uh, The word spirituality, often taken from the uh, Greek word pneuma, meaning the breath that we uh, breathe, is about that which gives us life. And so I think the talk about spirituality today is a talk about that which gives people life. And back in the 50s and 60s, people tried to get a bit more scientific and said we could objectively look at things. And that tend to remove life from a lot of workplaces and hospitals, and people are saying, hang on, people in a workplace, people in a hospital, people everywhere have this need to be spiritually alive. So it's about the answer to the big question, what gives us life, what gives us spiritual life, meaning ultimate purpose? Okay, mostly Christians think about that
1: spirituality in a spiritual context where we might think of that spirit that pneuma that you talk about, as something that happens for Christians alone because we receive the Spirit of God Uh, when we come to a point, you know, sometimes we talk about the new birth. Well, at a moment when... Uh, Christ comes and indwells us then we are indwelled by the Spirit of God. Uh, so when we talk about spirituality for people who are outside of a context there's, there's something that's breathing a spiritual life into people outside of the Christian context.
2: I, I think that's exactly right Neil that uh, people have life when they're born, when they grow as a baby and a teenager and uh, begin to uh, develop in every area of their life. Uh, but in the 50s and 60s as people started to move away from tradition and religion a little, they still have that hunger and thirst for life and so they've sought to find it in lots of uh, different ways not that it's necessarily wrong to find um, spirit through taking a walk or getting in the wilderness but there's always that hunger for much much more and I think there is a danger if we lose the core spirituality that comes from knowing our tradition, knowing the richness of our heritage, that comes from a living relationship with God and uh, not just from going for a walk? I suspect something in our
1: conversation today will bring out some contrast uh, from what it is as a Christian to acknowledge spirituality to what a lot of other people might be thinking about in spirituality because there's all sorts of Eastern mystical spiritualities that seem to uh, creep into our society. Uh, Some people might even say that there's a spirituality to do with the occult, uh, even even, evil spirituality. I mean, when we talk about spirituality, there's so many different dimensions to this, Sam
2: there is and it's a bit like uh, saying um uh, the good thing about spirituality is that it acknowledges that people need something that gives them uh, life but then you have to make some decisions about what is a sound basis for a spirituality it's a bit like uh, acknowledging that I need a car I need to uh, get around but you've got to then make a decision which brand a car, which type a car, or will I ride a push bike or a monocycle or uh, whatever. You've got to make some decisions. And uh, I think we not only need spirituality, we need the core foundation of a robust, solid spirituality, which we would say is found in God and Jesus and His Spirit, not just Spirit in general, but the Spirit of God. Interesting when you start to talk about
1: methods of transport and uh, making that the analogy for spirituality or some sort of a metaphor uh, riding a bicycle, uh, because uh, I could immediately think of, you know, the spirituality that might be driving the Formula One race car, or I might be thinking of uh, the spirituality that might be a little bit like the people mover vehicle, you know, where you've got a bunch of people uh, in the vehicle that doesn't necessarily go fast and doesn't altogether look like you know the best looking car on the road, but it actually serves a purpose so uh, so we talk about Christian spirituality and amongst all of those other different types of spiritualities, how would you sort of think of where the Christian spirituality
2: might fit in those sort of that spectrum of all different sorts of vehicles well, I think it illustrates the change from the 1950s we all traveled in the one bus together and we acknowledged the authority of the driver who took us somewhere you just sit back and when you went to a workplace they told you what to do and you just did it but we've moved now into an age where people are encouraged to take responsibility for their own life uh, to not just take the education you're given, but to make choices. Do you do this course or that course? Not just the job that you're given. We all take on this one job. We now have these choices. And so when it comes to spirituality, people are also encouraged to think and to make a choice rather than simply accept the religion of your parents, the religion that's gone before. So I think we're encouraged now to take our own vehicle in life, to make our own decisions in life. But one of the challenges is that young people and older people are not all always fully equipped to make those decisions we're not always fully informed what's a good healthy spirituality or what's a um, less healthy spirituality
1: so you've got uh, you've got some people who you might even and not to be uh, you know uh, uh, talking about people in some sort of way of being an elitist uh, type people but you've got people who are able to think more deeply about their spirituality and the choices that they make this way Uh, But there's perhaps a big group of people, a bigger group of people who aren't really thinking about that at all, and they're just getting swept along by whatever spirituality has captured their imagination. It's like uh, this is a sort of a mental thing, isn't it? This is the way we think. And, uh, And there's a big group of people who aren't even thinking about this at all and maybe even thinking it's not even important, Sam.
2: Yes I think there is a, a choice that we have to make as to which group and community are we a part of one of the dangers of spirituality is that it's often associated with individualism this is my spirituality you can have your spirituality everyone can have a different spirituality but the reality is that our spirituality has to be integrated with others We've got to have life in relationship with others, not just to make up our own thing. And then our spirituality has to also connect with the ultimate, with God. With um, the biggest purposes that there are in life, it's not just enough for me to choose my own do-it-yourself spirituality kit and do anything I want. There are obligations and responsibilities about the spirituality I choose. And the easiest um, decision is to go along with others. When we want a motor car, we don't build it all ourselves. We actually accept a Holden or a Ford, and so too with our spiritualities. There are well developed spiritualities in our Christian traditions. There are well developed spiritualities in our different denominations. We don't need to invent it all from scratch. Okay, a lot of people will be saying, well,
1: you know, because everybody has the right today uh, to determine their own spirituality, why don't we just cast aside all of those? spiritualities that have developed over the centuries, even over millennia, and uh, try and reinvent the wheel ourselves. Uh, I wonder whether that appears to be happening more and more. As you say, everybody feels like they have the right to have their own spirituality, I mean, people have tended to cast away uh, just because something, you know, uh, some sort of reputation develops perhaps with one particular denomination in, in, in the group of churches and say, oh, well, that, we just cast aside the Christian spirituality and we'll pursue some other things.
2: Lots of dangers in that, Sam. Yes, I think one of the strengths of the concept of spirituality is that it recognises that every person has a hunger and a need for the spiritual. And there was a time when it was left out of workplaces and left out of secular schools and left out of hospitals, but people recognise every patient in a hospital has a spiritual need as well as a physical need. Every person in a school has a spiritual need as well as an education need. Every person in a workplace has a spiritual need as well as their work needs. But the danger is that if you just... Um, uh, think that my spirituality can be a walk in the park or my spirituality can be a sports game. Some people say that to follow the sport is what energises them. If my footy team wins, then that's great and if they don't uh, win. But spirituality, sport's not necessarily wrong, but spirituality has to be more than just watching a sports match on telly. Spirituality has to be more than just um, a, a nice form of music that I listen to. A well-developed, authentic spirituality must deal with the biggest questions not only about who I am deeply within, but also about my relationships with other people and with other things in life, but also the bigger questions about what is the ultimate? After all, eternity is a long time, and my life to mean something 70 to 90 years must fit in with the big eternal things that the bigger one is doing with the bigger world that he is unfolding. Well I want to invite our
1: listeners to participate in our conversation today because as you can hear there's lots to talk about when it comes to this issue of spirituality and uh, we'll be picking up on some more of the things that uh, that Sam Hay is uh, sharing there when you talk about ultimate things, about issues to do with eternity and the sorts of spiritualities that you might come into contact with some of those don't deal with the big issues at all they might be spiritual might be spiritual at the football it might be spiritual at any sort of sporting match but it doesn't necessarily deal with an eternal issue so uh, wanting to invite listeners to participate in our conversation our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316 we are talking about spirituality in australia let's take a call shelby is on the line from sunnybank in queensland hello shelby welcome along
3: Hello, Neil, uh, Sam. It nice to be on the show again, Neil. Mate, um, I, I just, um, I, I meet so many people that uh, say they have a spirituality, um, but it's the furthest thing from Christianity and from God. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really strikes me at times. And I often think, um, you know, the old days, like for instance, I go to my um, grandfather's church that he used to go to, my grandfather's. And um some of the people that still can remember him say he was the loudest in the church. Well, I don't match him anyway, but, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, um, along the way, uh, I love motor racing for one thing, and I'm going to try and make this quick as I can, Neil. Um, and um, a- again, in motorsport, we have a chaplain in motorsport in the V8 Supercars of Australia, um, Reverend Gary. Oh, what's your last name, Gary? But anyway, the thing is, um, you know, we just you tipped on a few things um, that I just think that we need to have more spirituality in our workplaces, more you know like sanitarium. And I'll leave on this one, sanitarium. Um, they had prayers every morning um, before they start work. I have a friend who was not a Christian started work with sanitarium, became a Christian um, because of that.
1: Um, anyway. Uh, Shelby, good thoughts in all of that, because what you're saying is if people have moved away from the spirituality we talk about in our Christian context, uh, we might have a responsibility to bring that spirituality into the context that other people are are, uh, are facing, like in motorsports or
2: any sort of sport, chaplaincy you mentioned. Uh, response from Dr. Sam Hay. I think you're exactly right that uh, a workplace becomes far more alive when people recognize that there's a spirituality there and they encourage you to take time to pray, to encourage you that there is a bigger purpose about the work that you do that connects with the uh, spiritual real. However, we can't leave out the Christian God and uh, Jesus. Um, What we should be saying as Christians is that spirituality, yes, but we have the basic ingredients that make it an alive a vital spirituality in our understanding of God as Father who cares for us. A Jesus. God visited this world in Jesus. Shelby, thank you so much for your insight
1: today here on 2020. Our talkback line is open. 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Aaron is in Brisbane. Hello, Aaron. Welcome along to 2020. G'day. How are you going? Very good, Aaron. What are your thoughts on spirituality?
4: Um. Well, look, I was involved in youth ministry for a, a good few years out in Logan City. And um, one thing that, that really took a massive impact in that way and made the biggest decisions in regard to how spiritualism is or spirituality is in, with young people is the state of Christianity now. I mean, it's, it's so hard to, to present uh, an image, or not even present an image, but for people to, to receive an ideal like Christianity. When it can't be taken seriously from people of the younger generations now, even to between 25 to 30 year olds, um, you know it's it's reached such a point. Like there was, because uh, where I'm from has the biggest pagan population in, in Queensland, and um, trying to you know spending time with these people, they the one the one problem that they have is that how can you take something seriously when it can't even make up its own mind what it represents
1: itself. Good point, Aaron. The reputation of the church, uh, for a lot of people, they're judging their own spirituality on whether the Christian church looks like it's got it together or whether it's being decimated by perhaps people with an alternative agenda. Uh, Dr. Sam Hay, your thoughts on Aaron and what he's sharing.
2: I think they're great points, uh, Aaron. I, I do agree that our Christian message needs to be clear and effective. Uh, And it also needs to be very authentic. It has to be uh, lived out. It also needs to be alive and uh, vital. And uh, I do agree that our Christian message sometimes can be over-adapting to the wider world instead of standing up for that which is uh, core uh, of value. And I think it does need to be lived out and authentic. Thank
1: you, Aaron from Brisbane, for your insights today on 2020. Let's take another call. Anetta is also in Queensland. Hello, Anetta. Which town are you calling from? Logan,
5: uh, Queensland.
1: You're in Logan too. Okay, it's the Logan Morning this morning. Anetta, what are your thoughts?
5: My thoughts are living in God's environment and people forget to live in God's environment. And they're not a sharing environment. Outside of the world of God's environment is a materialistic world and everybody is roboted into living in a system that is an evil system. And they don't love their neighbour as they should. I'm from a First Nations people and I'm taking this from firsthand. how people lived in God's environment. They were in tune with God's environment until the conflicts of white uh, colonization came to this country, they came with the Bible in one hand and theft in the other. And even today, they don't know how to love their neighbor and do not know how to live in God's environment, even in the sharing, even in the workplace, even too, too afraid to express their love for God or to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. Uh, Aboriginal people accepted it straight away before the white man even gave them uh, the Bible. They were living in God's environment. They were living with the Lord way before. And now today, they don't even know how to say hello to an Aboriginal person. And they call themselves spiritual. They call themselves Christian.
1: Annetta, you are really touching some raw chords here. Uh, Let's get a response from Dr. Sam Hay, because we've got an Indigenous perspective here. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on what Annetta is sharing? And we'll just get some, we'll get some uh, thoughts from Sam.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think the um, uh, First Nations people are a very spiritual people, and they have uh, much to teach us. And I, I think in their music and in their appreciation of the environment, I, I think is uh, a wonderful awareness of uh, what God has uh, given us. And uh, as Anetta has, has shared as well, we can have that relationship through Christ. Um, so I think there's much that they can teach us as well. Mm. Yes,
5: I believe that. And not only that, in in, the, in America, it was the First Nation peoples who forgave the government for all the wrongs that they'd done. And they couldn't even uphold a treaty in Australia that was put down in Victoria, the Bateman Street, or even the uh, sovereign ownership of lands in in this country. You know, God gave us this country to look after. It was Eden until you come here and mined it and exploited it and left us in reservations and uh, locked up the, under a permit system to travel and we've got nothing and here's the wealth around us and still we de- we're below the average of all Australians, even if they're foreigners, it doesn't matter, all aliens. And the way I see when a person comes into this country and builds a church, that's colonisation. They build a mosque, that's colonisation. That's not...
1: Annetta, an you've got some you've got, and got some great thoughts to share there and good to hear your perspective and uh, certainly others will agree and there's many indigenous communities right around Australia would be actually thrilled to hear you sharing those things uh, and then just before I let you go uh, so far as your Christianity and your understanding of uh, indigenous religion going back to dreamtime stories uh, those sorts of things that are uh, prominent in thinking how does your how does your Christianity connect
5: footprints in the Fink River and it's the oldest river in this country and that's what saved the Lutherans when they went to Central Australia. That's what saved the Lutherans because they had a visit from Christ. Christ went out into the world as a and to pres, uh, send His word out into the world. He came here way before everybody else had come here.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to be able to hear you reflecting on Aboriginal spirituality and connecting that so closely with uh, what we would understand as Christians and Christ in the context of indigenous religion, because, uh, Sam, hey, you're getting a little bit off track here, but oftentimes when we look through the Old Testament in the Bible and we've got appearances of Jesus, we sometimes call those a Christophany or a theophany, is it possible uh, that, uh, that when we talk about Aboriginal history that we may actually have uh, something of the formation of Dreamtime that may be connected with God and his
2: uh, view in the Aboriginal people? Well, certainly I think there's truth in that the Aboriginal people have a great deal to teach us about recognising God's presence in the land, God's presence in the environment. And I do agree that many colonisers have simply sought to use the land and abuse it, whereas I think First Nation people have a great deal to teach us there. And I think as well as Netta has pointed out, Christ has much to teach us, that is, he came not to exploit what was there, but to bring forgiveness, to bring uh, healing. And so I think Annette makes a great point that we can learn a great deal about uh, from Christ about what a living vital spirituality is about. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events.
0: This
1: is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. It's Neil with you. Our special guest this hour is Dr. Sam Hay, Australia's expert on mega churches. He's Senior Lecturer in Postgraduate Studies at Christian Heritage College School of Ministries based in Brisbane. We are taking calls. We're talking about spirituality today, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, uh, Sam, let's take a call from Sean in Australind, in Western Australia. Hello, Sean. Welcome along. Morning, Neil. Morning, Dr. Hay.
2: Good morning.
6: What are your thoughts, oh, I Sean? I just
2: wanted to share,
6: um, you know, the as soon as you talk about spirituality, it's just such, and you use, you know, the cars and stuff. You know, our our wide range of um, choices and what's available to us is just so broad. So I just wanted to emphasize the need to um, to trust in God's word and also um, in God's people, and. I wrote a little poem that I'll just quickly share this morning. Sure. Uh, Once the chains are broken, then you will surely see how high you can lift your hands for all eternity. A prison doesn't need four walls to thrive, just a limited imagination. Some guesses and procrastination, so you'll no longer decide. Wondering which path is best, which way will I go? Is this where the Lord leads me? His word will truly show So remember his promises and set them in your heart. He will make your pathway smooth, no longer to depart. Thank you, my Father, my Lord, my Redeemer, my counsel, my rock, for guiding us, your sheep, into the shepherd's loving flock.
1: Sean, that's outstanding. Thank you so much for sharing that poem with us. And a few thoughts from Dr. Sam Hay on, on the things you're sharing.
2: That was a great poem, uh, Sean and it really raises uh, that reality of uh, spirituality has come out of uh, the huge uh, variety of choices that we uh, now have which does uh, set us free from uh, prisons of being held back just by what everyone else is doing. We can explore what God has called each one to do and I love those uh, words, wondering which path is best. We need to go to the Word of God and to a Father God who cares for us. I think spirituality Spirituality is very much about that sense that there is purpose, there is providence, there is meaning to my life, that living in a technological world doesn't make my life meaningless, just a cog in a mechanical clock. Um, uh, Spirituality says, no, I'm a living, breathing person created by Father God with real purpose in my life that Jesus and the Spirit can help me fulfill. Thank you to Sean
1: from Australand in WA and Sam, a couple of minutes out from the news. Uh, So we need to be fairly quick, but uh, on some of the things that Sean was sharing there, uh, coming back to the scriptures, the Bible as our source of understanding this spirituality. uh, Well, the Bible's become one of many things to choose when it comes to spirituality. I guess we have to be confident in the Bible as being God's revelation uh, for
2: us to actually pursue our spirituality based on his word. And I think that there is no book like uh, the Bible. There are uh, lots of other books uh, around, um, and we could turn to some music or we could turn to a film from uh, Hollywood, and they might give us a sense that something's out there. But the Bible is rich with descriptions of God's encounters with real human people, uh, with the wisdom of God that can change our lives, our relationships. Um, it, it is uh, rich with examples for us. It's rich with resources for us. It is a book from God to us that can make ours a living, vital spirituality that works. And the
1: ultimate encounter, that is, God becomes flesh. And we're coming into the Christmas Mm. season. The incarnation, Mm. an important word for Christians to understand. God
2: has made contact with us and wants to be the source of our spirituality. Exactly right. Uh, Christmas is about uh, God visiting this world, and that's what gives my life hope, is knowing that God not only wants to just visit my life by His Spirit, but God wants to visit and transform this world through His Son as Lord over all. We will continue our conversation after Vision National
1: News. Uh, Lots more to talk about by way of the spirituality of Australians and great insights that have come from so many listeners. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Call us uh, in just a short while. We'll continue taking calls after the news, talking about spirituality. Dr Sam Hay is our guest, Australia's expert on mega churches and senior lecturer at the Christian Heritage College School of Ministries. Back with more shortly. Uh, Sam Hay, as we continue our conversation, uh, this issue of spirituality. Uh, when you start to connect spirituality with all of the things we do in our lives, now I know that you even talk about spirituality in relation to the sort of travel that we like to do, or the holidays that we take, the sport that we watch. The exercise that we do, and some people will be able to connect in there, you know, Eastern forms of exercise and martial arts and yoga and those sorts of things, but also the art that we appreciate, music and drama.
2: These are all spiritual pursuits. Yes, um, all of these uh, point out that uh, God has given us a a great number of senses, a a great number of opportunities to explore, but we must not forget the God who is the source of all of these. The strength of the concept of spirituality is that it reminds us that travel and um, work and uh, recreation and sport are God-given gifts that we should enjoy, that we should recognize uh, the value of, even food is a form of spirituality, cooking can be a spiritual engagement of thanking God for the skills we have, thanking God for the foods we have. But we've got to be careful not to be hijacked with the fast foods. And I think some of our spiritualities today are like sugar-rich fast foods, candy floss and um, uh, the fast-cooked foods. What we need is the vitamin-rich, nutrient-rich foods, such as we find in our traditional faith, um, the rich traditions uh, that God has given us.
1: Now, I imagine you wouldn't say to someone, uh, don't go on holidays and travel, uh, even though that might be a spiritual pursuit that might lead people away from eternal things. You wouldn't say to people, don't follow a sport or don't uh, listen to music, don't go and appreciate uh, wonderful productions at the theatre. But uh, I imagine that the spirituality that we have as Christian believers needs to take our Christian spirituality into those
2: pursuits. Is that the way you would connect those somehow? Uh, very much. Uh, the Thomas Cook uh, travel checks, Thomas Cook was actually a Baptist minister who uh, started the Thomas Cook organisation because he wanted uh, people in his area to be able to enjoy uh, the spiritual opportunities that um, travel gave him. Uh, the sport of rugby, uh, Thomas Arnold uh, develops that um, uh, with the rugby school because he sees that there are spiritual things that we can learn from this sport about teamwork and uh, working uh, Together. But uh, people who uh, give us these uh, rich insights also point out that we need the core spiritualities of engagement with God, engagement with His Word. So uh, I think our spirituality should be enriched by travel. Our spirituality should be enriched by exploring our capacity to cook and enjoy foods, um, our capacity uh, for music and uh, art, but it should also recognise the author who, who has given us all of these wonderful uh, creational, creative skills.
1: Now, Sam, if we talk about ordinary people, and we're probably going to include lots of Christians into this as well, but lots of Christians probably think quite secularly about all of those pursuits. And, you know, we're going on a holiday, we're traveling, we're watching our favorite sporting team, or we're appreciating some music. And maybe even that's a shot of nostalgia from the past and appreciating old favorite songs, putting on an old vinyl record, perhaps. We're not thinking that somehow or other, these are spiritual pursuits. We're thinking that those things are just Fun things. And if you're a secularized sort of a person and you're trying to uh, leave religion out on the margins and not have that as part of your life, you're assuming that you do those other things for pleasure. Uh, What about this issue of uh, these things that we pursue for pleasure and what we might understand about spirituality in these things?
2: I I think as a child uh, growing up, uh, I didn't have to thank my parents every time they washed my clothes, every time they they cooked a meal, every time uh, they drive me to the uh, library uh, or or the shops. But I hope I would appreciate the gift that they have given. And so, too, uh, I think uh, we need to appreciate and enjoy and engage with all All the good gifts that God has given us, and we encourage one another in them. As Christians, we shouldn't withdraw from uh, opportunity to enjoy the foods God's given us, the travels God's given us opportunity, but we also need to appreciate the giver of all good things.
1: We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 Your thoughts on spirituality in Australia, whether that is in a church context. You might have a perspective about your wider community. Let's hear from Trish in Victor Harbour in South Australia. Hello, Trish. Welcome along.
5: Thank you. I just wanted to say that as people travel, uh, they're not aware of some of the things that they pick up in Asian countries that they consider it's uh, it may be spiritual, but they don't know the meaning behind it all and it can be quite a danger just to bring things back from another religion that has certainly has spirituality behind it but not, uh, not good
2: spirituality. Uh, Very interesting point, Trish. uh, Your thoughts, Sam? Yes, I think it's true. I I think um, even here in Brisbane we can pick up spirituality uh, concepts that are not all uh, healthy, uh, good spirituality um, uh, concepts. And so I I think we need good instruction in our churches. We need good teaching instruction that gives us a vital living faith, um, not a uh, dead tradition or not one that takes us in the wrong directions as we can pick up in our travels or even here closer to home. Uh, And while Trish has gone, I suspect that while we
1: talk about uh, picking up things, uh, you know, traveling through Asia or if you went to Africa or or you brought back some sort of, you know, uh, little idols from, you know, places that might be souvenirs, but there could be a sort of a spirituality attached to it. If you're secularized in your thinking and completely ignorant uh, that the fact that there are spiritualities that are trying to Uh, to uh, get their their claws into us. If you're ignorant about those things, then you're more likely to be sucked in, aren't you?
2: Yes, and uh, certainly this is one of the dangers of a huge percentage of our population pursuing spirituality uninformed. Um, that is, how do they make decisions if they uh, don't have uh, those to inform them? So I think there's a very real place for our churches to rise up and to give people reason for as They recognize that people are looking for spiritual guidance. They are looking for spiritual life. Um, it's important that our churches are ready to meet this need and to communicate it well.
1: We are taking calls 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation talking about spirituality in Australia. And as a Christian, you might say, well, I've got a developing spirituality. And most Christians would probably say that, Sam, because if you already say you've got it all together, you're likely to be sidelined by something that'll take you by surprise. But this is not just uh, simple stuff, is it? It can get quite complicated when we talk about uh, spirituality. So uh, the expectation that everyone might have a well-developed spirituality and be able to resist these other
2: things uh, may not be as easy as it sounds. Yes, we need to be instructed and informed about that which is a good spirituality we could say we can look after our own health and there can be good things you can do for your health that are well informed and there are other things that you can do uh, that are less uh, well informed and uh, we know we can go and buy a uh, camera or, or something there's a good way i can use that and there are ways that i could actually damage that and i think it's true of spirituality as well there are good ways that we can develop our spirituality and uh, the best ways is having a strong community of faith that you are linked with um, strong practicing um, uh, relationships with reading the word and prayer um, so that it's well-informed and well-practiced. Now, what you're talking about here
1: is the routines of an individual's life. Uh, Because if you are the sort of person that just sort of takes it all as it comes, gets blown around by whatever breeze is blowing, uh, you might not have routines for your life. And sometimes we talk about getting into God's word, uh, having a regular reading of the Bible, having a prayer time. And this actually uh, is uh, lending uh, real strength to that argument that we need to have those routines in place. Because if you don't have a routine in place, then all sorts of
2: other spiritualities are likely to be trying to knock on the door of your heart. Yes, I think a regular time of church attendance each week, um, I'm with other people who are focused on the things of uh, God. It snaps me out of that worldly idea that everything's going bad, everyone's picking on me, and it snaps me back into understanding God is working with me. He has an interest uh, in uh, my life, a regular time of reading his word each day, praying it each uh, day, snaps me out of uh, a spirituality that can be negative into a spirituality that can be alive and vital. We're taking calls,
1: 1-800-316-316. Sammy is in Brisbane. Hello, Sammy. Welcome along. Hi, good morning. Sammy, what are your thoughts? Uh, just following
3: on from the lady who mentioned, uh, you know, the, uh, some of the artifacts uh, that are brought in by tourists from other countries into Australia, yeah. I remember reading a book, uh, of a Nigerian author, I think it's titled Emmanuel Eby, a few years ago he was, talking about how um, the, even the fashion, the creation or the model of the cars that uh, reflects uh, some sort of a spiritual meaning.
1: Um, yeah. So the sort of artifacts that people might bring back by way of souvenirs, even the fashion that people bring back, this can be reflective of another spirituality
2: and actually influence us. Your thoughts, Sam Hay? Yes, I think even T-shirts, people love to have something written on their uh, T-shirt and some can be neutral, uh, some can be uh, negative, but there can be positive things that you can have as well. And so I do think it's important to have a positive spirituality, but even more one that connects to God. It's not just positive with no substance. And I think that's one of the dangers of spirituality is that if it's not grounded in something real, not grounded in God himself. Sammy, you're still
1: with us. Uh, no, Sammy's not with us. I was going to ask Sammy about his uh, his origins. It sounded a little bit uh, Islander, Papua New Guinean, and uh, perhaps someone who is uh, very much aware of the spirituality that comes with some of the souvenirs that you might bring back uh, from overseas. Let's hear from Judith in New South Wales. Hello, Judith. Welcome along. Hi Neil. Um, I
5: hope this is in live. But quite to and I um, signed up for a course, a year course, and when I arrived at the training, uh, we started with tarot cards and crystals and fairy cards and I don't know what or why. Um, and the, the whole training was from this Buddhist and New Age perspective and I was just a
1: Judith, not a great line. I've picked up some of the things you're talking about there. You went to do a course and the people that were running the course were into all sorts of new agey spiritualities. I meant, I picked up tarot cards and strange things like that. Sam, you've got to be careful what you sign up for because there perhaps are a lot of groups that might be around trying to introduce their spirituality into their sales pitch.
2: And I think a lot of workplaces are seeing the value of bringing spirituality in but some people will bring in spiritualities that not every Christian will be happy with a number of people who are wanting to care for others up and down the street in their community will bring spirituality in but again not everyone will be happy about the core so we've got to ask what's the foundation for that spirituality how healthy is it and some aren't healthy as you rightly mentioned Judith Thank you so much to Judith from New South Wales,
1: and let's take a call from Graham in Tasmania. Hello, Graham. Hello. What are your thoughts, Graham? There's
4: a lot of spirituality, but we need the spiritual guidance of the Almighty God in our lives, and we get that by studying the Bible, really getting into it, and holding to the head, which is Christ, and abiding by every word that is in Testament Scott. And if we want salvation, we'll go that way, otherwise, it's all nonsense.
2: Good thoughts, Graham. Your response, Sam? Oh, I'm particularly impressed, Graham, by your statement about holding to Christ. I think it is possible these days to uh, want to have a uh, Christian message, and we forget about the Lord um, who is Lord over all. And a great point, Graham, you make about uh, studying the Bible. That is, we can take a few verses from the Bible, but it's important that we work our way through the Bible systematically and um, really get to know God's word more fully. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you
1: make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Good to have you along with us and what a great conversation this hour talking about spirituality. Dr. Sam Hay is our guest and uh, Sam let's take another call because uh, as we talk about spirituality it's been a popular topic this hour, lots of people calling through. Let's hear from Stephen in Boona in Queensland. Hello Stephen, welcome along. G'day, how are you? Very good Stephen, what are your thoughts on our spirituality topic today?
3: Um, I was just thinking of um, how it's such a common thing that we hear that uh, in, in regards to artifacts and different things that are related to different beliefs, how a lot of Christians have these artifacts in their house and they go, oh, they only have power if you give them power. And um, it's an argument that I, not an argument, it's a statement that I hear very often. And for me, it's concerning because that in accepting that item into your house, I've I feel very strongly that you are actually putting yourself in agreement with it mm. and that it's, you are in fact allowing it to influence your life. Whether or not you see that influence straight away, um, I feel like that that's uh, it's worth put, throwing out there. Uh,
1: it's a powerful point to make because there is a spirituality, and we would call it an evil spirituality, that can be attached to some of the artefacts that might come from animistic type religions uh, of those nations, those holiday destinations that we might visit. And that has been a a conversation on a different day to what this one is about, more specifically today. Uh, but it's a, a good point taken, Stephen, uh, that uh, that there is a spirituality attached to some of those artifacts, and we do need to be very cautious about them. Sam, Hay, your thoughts on on Stephen's comments?
2: Yeah, interestingly, there can be a spirituality associated with our furnishings. There can be a spirituality associated with those things that we treasure. A, a spirituality associated with books, with music, and uh, we need to make wise uh, choices. That is. Uh, we are setting up an atmosphere in our home by uh, how we furnish it what we uh, put in uh, there uh, what music we have uh, what art we have. All of those can have a spirituality around them that can be uplifting and uh, glorious in a general sense. Uh, not all of them are specifically um, uh, of God and Jesus um, but they can be glorifying in that they're gifts from God and Jesus and there can be others which are leading us in the wrong way and we need to avoid those.
1: Thank you so much to Stephen from Buna for Your insight today here on 2020, and Sam, just a a few minutes uh, to talk about having a good, healthy, right spirituality as a Christian believer. Uh, We've mentioned a couple of times through this past hour the idea of having a routine, coming to God's Word appreciating uh, what God's word teaches so that you can almost be immunized against uh, some other alternative spiritualities. But when we talk about confidence in God's word, uh, these things are important questions that people have. If you're talking about having a healthy Christian spirituality, uh, how do you like to describe uh, getting things right, or uh,
2: being confident that the journey that you're on is the right one? I think it's important to recognize that we are in a shift from um, a modern world to a postmodern world that has uh, this concern with spirituality. And this means that we have a lot of choices to make, a lot of decisions to make, and we do need um, a a solid foundation for our spirituality. Um, So we do need to know what's the right concepts about God Uh, rather than just God as being a general force out there. Star Wars, the force be with you. We need to recognize that scripture reveals God is a caring father. Father, a creator who's interested in us, right practices such as prayer that we can spend time daily talking with Father God, uh, recognizing that Jesus has been appointed Lord over all. And so we can um, relate to God through Christ and also the Holy Spirit. We recognize it's not just the spirit in general, but it's God's spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that we welcome in our lives. I think we need a Trinitarian spirituality one which connects to Father God, His appointed Son and Lord Jesus, and also the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of God who dwells amongst us and gives us life. And I guess, Sam, uh,
1: when we think of God and we appreciate God, we know God, uh, not just as a figment of our imagination or something that somehow or other shapes us from an ancient philosophy, but this is a here and now relationship. Uh, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit in a life, and reflecting on people's testimonies, uh, the goodness of God that's seen through individuals and seen through families, so much evidence for God that we ought not to be uh, getting uh, sidetracked onto some sort of other alternative spiritualities because Jesus, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father but by me, is a reflection of God as a jealous God, that he is the
2: way. He is the spirituality we need to be choosing. And you point out well, Neil, that spirituality is not just about what we know or think about. It's about our relationships. Who do we have relationship with? Do we have a living, vital relationship with God himself? Do we have a uh, healthy relationship with ourselves that's unfolding the you and I that God has called us to be uh, rather than uh, mistreating ourselves? A healthy relationship with others that recognize that God wants to be involved in our relationships, involved in our lives, involved in our future. I think God is central to a healthy, authentic spirituality. Well, Dr.
1: Sam Hay has been our guest over this hour, and there's been so many calls. It's been wonderful, and uh, thanks very much uh, to all of those who've participated in our conversation. Perhaps it would have been great to have had a longer conversation with every one of our callers, but uh, certainly to pick up on those key points that you raised in our conversation, it helped shape that conversation to be a great one. Uh, Dr. Sam Hay, of course, as we mentioned, uh, is a senior lecturer at the Christian Heritage College School of Ministries in Brisbane. And uh, I guess people can uh, can contact you, Sam, through the, the college website,
2: chc.edu.au. Uh, Yes, exactly right. And of course, we're signing up uh, students this time of year through to the uh, New Year. So it's a a great opportunity to go on that website, check out uh, some of the things that are uh, available as courses that you can uh, study. I think investing in yourself is one of the best investments that you can uh, make. And uh, college courses such as Christian Heritage College School of Ministries can be a great way to invest in yourself and uh, better equip yourself for all that God has called you to. And let me just sing the praises of CHC,
1: Christian Heritage College, for a moment, because you're not just a Bible college. Uh, You have uh, faculties in education and in social sciences
2: and in uh, in business. business. And um, uh, counselling and a uh, um, uh, master of business as well. So so when we,
1: when we think of all those dimensions, not just a Bible college, but a college that is interested in bringing the presence of Christ, a spirituality into the regular activities of people's everyday lives. So uh, chc.edu.au and you can check out the courses for Christian Heritage College. Sam, thanks so
2: much for being with us on 2020.